got one that's Okay, uh, welcome everyone to today's broadcast of the Prison Force School of Small Business. I am Salome Chung, and today's conversation will focus on uh, the issues and challenges faced by uh, small businesses. And my guest today will be shedding some light um, via her um, amazing new initiative on uh, how to overcome, you know, sharing these um, solutions uh, on how small businesses can overcome the challenges they face, um, how they can survive and, and thrive as well in this challenging um, business environment. But before we get started, I wanna invite you, our audience, to like the video, um, to leave us your comments uh, because we really wanna know how we're doing and how we can provide better content for you. Also, please subscribe to the channel so that others like you or other individuals who are thinking about jumping into the small business realm uh, can benefit from it. Uh, so now I wanna um, introduce my guest. Um, she is uh, Cheyenne Creamer. And Cheyenne has, um, is spearheading this wonderful new initiative that's um, geared towards helping small businesses in this challenging environment. Um, she is she's the spearheading header, or I should say she's the leader of Triangle Solutions Alliance. Um, and their mission is to understand the challenges of small business owners and to increase their ability to not only survive, but thrive. And um, their goal is to achieve this manufacturing process with a series of stepping stones to help people launch and grow a small business while engaging in supporting the community they serve, providing services to adults and youth. That is an amazing undertaking. And the part of that that I like is while engaging in supporting the community they serve. So they're not just doing business with their community, but they're giving back. So welcome to the broadcast, Cheyenne. Please um, expound a little bit on uh, my introduction of you so that my audience can get to know you better, get to know what you do in more detail and sure. how you serve small businesses and their communities. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Salome. I appreciate it and so grateful. So uh, yeah, my, my journey down this path actually started quite a number of years ago after going through a number of layoffs from corporate America. Uh, isn't that how a lot of us get started as exactly. entrepreneurs? <laughs> we get tired of the game yeah. and we're just like, um, there's got to be a different way. Right. And, and of course, for me, it was kind of interesting because there was nobody in my family where I grew up that had ever been an entrepreneur. I'm not even sure I knew how to spell the word when I jumped into all this. But it was really from um, 
I, I was cooking dinner one night. I was going through another layoff experience and it was a, a plant closing. So the, the plant was shutting down completely. There was nowhere else to go in that particular plant. And I, I was making dinner one night and this crazy idea just popped into my head and it was be a consultant. And then right behind that, I got the name of a company I should call. And I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> Universe speaking. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And after I thought about it for a while, I, you know, I got kind of excited because I knew that I would love to be like leading and facilitating problem solving teams. That's what I like doing in corporate America. And it was funny because from the day that I got that idea, it was only about three weeks and I had my first six month consulting contract. So, you know, and that was with no training whatsoever in how to go about doing that. And so that became kind of my launch pad uh, where I said, okay, if I can figure out how to do this, then I should be able to help other people who find themselves in the same situation. And so that's where it all started. And, and right about, you know, in the next few years after that, there was massive layoffs here in the Raleigh-Durham area. And there was a lot of great technology people who were just floating around out here, unemployed, didn't know what to do with themselves. And so that was the beginning of Triangle Solutions Alliance was I gathered them all up and said, look, if you can't find a job, let me help you learn how to be a consultant. And so that was that was how we launched our company. They all became members of the company. And then uh, I worked on, uh, because I had been a recruiter in the past. So I had a fair number of company contacts. And I also had a network of recruiters who had company contacts here in the triangle. So that was, that was kind of the beginning of it all. And, you know, since then I've created a class that starts there, but expands. It's called find your song and sing it, finding or creating work you love. Because what I have found, and this was kind of where the whole social enterprise thing started to come in, was that uh, I found there was a lot of people who ended up being long-term unemployed because there was something in their heart that was asking to be recognized. So a lot of what I do is I say I connect the head and the heart and encourage you to create an income around it. You know, it doesn't have to be just a straight on uh, got to be all about the money, you know, and the paycheck. And in fact, one of the things that I find very concerning, and this goes all the way back to my graduation from high school, I saw a lot of people around me in, in my graduating class who were heading off to work jobs or go to college to learn how to work jobs because somebody said, that's where the money trail is going to be. That's where all the money is. You need to go get trained there. And, you know, I love my mom. She's very well-meaning, but she tried to get me to become an electrical engineer. I'm sorry, but electronics is the only class I've never been able to pull an A in. <laughs> so that would have been a total waste of time, money, and energy if I'd gone down that path. And so my, my valedictory speech was about following your heart. Because this is one of the sad truths in our society today is that we have all been told, we have all been encouraged to sacrifice our heart and soul for a paycheck. And I'm here to tell you, 
that it's that sacrificing of our heart and soul is why our country is in such a mess today and perhaps even the world. Would you say that that disconnect between, um, as you say, head and heart, um, where you have people really doing things they're not passionate about, uh, so they are not really all in? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, do you feel as if this has, and if it does, what level of, um, what, what impact would you say it has on um, the level of productivity? Because oh, if, you're, huge. If, you're, if you're not, I mean, so you're really sacrificing the commitment you could be making to the world or the contribution you could be making to the world. And on the other side, you're really delivering something that's mediocre, that's not really benefiting the corporation you are working for. Absolutely. And it goes even further than that, because there is there has been a statistic that's hung around out there for many years that says more heart attacks happen at 8 a.m. on Monday morning than any other time. That's not an accident. And if we got people who hate the work they're doing so much that the stress of it is causing them to have a heart attack, how many hours of lost productivity do we end up with in our businesses? because of that. I'll never forget the time when I was, uh, I was still a recruiter. And I always, when I was recruiting for, for companies, first of all, I was very picky. I was looking for the companies that actually cared about their employees. Uh, and then, you know, and then I was really very concerned about making a good match. I wanted people to be happy in the work they were doing because they will be more productive and they will live a healthier life. And I remember one day I picked up the phone and somebody had, had responded to an ad in the newspaper we were running. And one of the first questions I always said was, well, what is it you really want to be doing for work? This guy started cussing me out and basically said, what I do for work has nothing to do with what I want. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> So, you know, that unfortunately, there's too many people who've been in that space. And now, you know, in the past year, we've seen this thing they're calling the great resignation. People are, are starting to wake up and go, you know what, if I'm not happy here, there must be something else for me. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so let's say, um, Cheyenne, I'm one of those people. Uh, in, I'm part of the great um, flight. <laughs> from the corporate world. I, I'm part of the, the wave of resignations. And, and you are in this space where um, I don't want to be here, but where should I be going? For someone like that, walk me through what you help them, how you help them transition from that space to where they're going to be um, finding or connecting head to heart. Yeah, and, and again, it's either finding or creating work you love because that that is, you know, that's what I encourage people to do. Even if they take a regular job, there may be something on the side they need to be doing. And I usually rely on four key questions to help people kind of figure out 
where is that dis disconnect between their head and their heart? And one is a very generic question that most people can't even answer when I ask it. Usually I'll say, okay, so if you had a closet full of money that was never gonna run out, what would you be doing with your time? Number one answer, travel. To me, that just says we have a burned out workforce <laughs> that wants more time to play. <laughs> You know, unless now, and I will often ask them, well, okay, but it would it be travel with a purpose or are you just out goofing off? And some people will come up with a purpose, but not very many. So the second question I ask is, okay, so what have you been through in your life where you have come over, around, or through a major obstacle that you've gained wisdom and knowledge that would benefit somebody else? People don't like to answer that question but it's a very powerful question because if there's something in your heart that you have come through that was really traumatic and you managed to be the victor, you came through it, then oftentimes there's something in our heart that wants us to pay that knowledge forward because there's other people going through it. So, you know, if I can get people to talk about that one, usually there's some real powerful keys in there for them to consider. It might be writing a book. It might be creating some kind of a, a training program, a class, you know, something where they can share that knowledge with other people. The third question is, you know, simply what kind of hobbies or projects do you like working on in your off hours? I had one guy who had been unemployed for 18 months and it made no sense. He was a software quality engineer and he was an amazing guy. And for him, when we discovered that his guitar had been sitting in his closet for 10 years, I told him to pull the darn guitar out and see what he was inspired to do with it. He called his church and got on the calendar to play for his congregation. Three days later, he gets a call out of the blue from a company that was starting up. They didn't even know how they got his resume, but they asked him to interview that day and they made him a job offer on the spot. So sometimes it's, it's those hobby things that have great meaning to us that we've stuffed in the closet because we didn't have time for it. And, and, and making that switch or yes. making, making the conscious decision to not be so concerned about the, I, uh, I need to find a job, find a job, find a job, and really um, put, out, put out a different kind of energy uh, mm -hmm. that attracts uh, people to you. And yes. when that happens, people want to help you. <laughs> that's true how that happens yeah. <laughs> yeah. well because he found great joy in playing guitar writing exactly. his own music mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff and he had just completely locked that all the way in the closet literally mm -hmm. so you know that's a huge component and who knows he may you know may decide to go out and make some money playing guitar and you know maybe he sits in a in, in a, a reading library or something that brings in musical people who knows but just adding that piece back to his life was extremely significant and then of course the fourth question i ask which is kind of the catch-all question is so what if you look out here around you right now what makes you either really really angry or really really sad 
because typically things that we see in our environment that make us angry or sad are somehow connected to our personal passions. And if you're angry and sad about something, then there's a good chance you have the ability to create something to start to be a solution for that. Mm -hmm. And if you, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, if you get into that creation process, sometimes that should become a business. Do, do you, absolutely. And do you find that when you ask the question is what makes you sad or what makes you angry, you get out of that what makes me happy? Well, yeah, but one of the things we waste so much energy on is, you know, we should be happy. We should be happy more of the time, mm -hmm. but we waste so much anger and, and sadness looking on th at things going, I don't have any control over that. And I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. Have you yeah. tried? Yeah. You know, what if you're the perfect solution developer for something? Mm -hmm. You know, an example right now is my husband and I, we have severe frustration over the fact that entrepreneurship is not typically taught to our young people in our public school systems. So what are we doing? We've got a young entrepreneur program we're doing here in Raleigh, and we're working with both teens and young adults. Okay. That's, our con that's our contribution to being part of a solution. Okay, so that's the perfect segue. Um, I want to, couple questions. Um, once, some, once you help someone connect head to heart or create um, the connection between the head and the heart, um, where I guess that ties into uh, what you just mentioned about the different um, programs that you guys have going. Where does someone, once they say, um, hey, this is my true passion, this is my true calling, this is what I would like to be doing with my life. Um, how do you help them transition to that? Or now that they've made that discovery and connection, they can now find their own path. What do you find that you provide for them Go for next steps? Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that often happens when we're working with people is that they sometimes will find several things they get enthusiastic about. So part of it ends up being, I actually created my own very specialized goal setting process. It's kind of a, it's more of a visioning process. And it, the, what we do with it is we get people to write out one or two, or maybe even three different scenarios of things they would like to try to do to build a business that is also likely to become more of a social enterprise, something that makes an impact. And then we get them to take baby steps in the direction and see where doors are ready to open. Because sometimes there's something that's ready to go now. And sometimes there's something that's going to require them to go through more knowledge process, knowledge gaining, you know, before they're ready to launch something really big. So we focus on helping them look at the three simplest ways that they can start some kind of a business that would help them to engage with whatever that passion was. And then, um, you know, and just see if we can help them get some traction going. 
because that was the thing for me it was only three weeks till i got that first consulting gig and for a lot of people if they're if they're on the right path for them they'll find a quick entry into the marketplace that will start to produce some income sooner rather than later that's kind of our first step <laughs> awesome. so um you mentioned the entrepreneurship program do you have mm -hmm. any other programs like set in place um that uh maybe would serve someone who's already in business say they've mm -hmm. already made that head heart connection but mm -hmm. they're stuck they can't yeah. gain access to the resources or um they are coming up against a lot of roadblocks um mm -hmm. they fall into the into the proverbial cracks um, <laughs> yeah. you're new to business and business is so dynamic and multifaceted that you have to really be laser focused on on your direction and mm -hmm. if you're not you can really fall by the wayside so for someone like that um do you have any strategies or um or programs direction for people like those we part of what triangle solutions alliance is all about is pulling together collaboration teams so you know i've spent most of my time in the career transition world but um i do a lot of networking so i pull together uh teams of people who can help with that business startup and launch and helping people get off the off the launch pad, so to speak. Uh, so I typically once I understand where a person wants to go, I've got a lot of different resources who become, you know, part of these collaboration teams that I can send people to. Part of what I do with that is also I call myself a super connector. I love to help people build strategic alliances. So as an example, here at this church, we are at this church here in Raleigh who is hosting us and allowing us the space to be able to do this young entrepreneur program. But in uh, at, we're doing it in kind of a strategic alliance partnership. So they are helping us in a number of ways and we're helping them. They had a bunch of furniture sitting in here that we helped them to sell to be able to turn into cash for the church. Um, with the young entrepreneur program we're doing, we are looking to them to help us promote the, the event that the kids are getting ready to do. But as part of that, we're also inviting small business owners, both virtual and live, to be part of the event where we can help promote them in different ways. And part of the money that we get from those sponsorships, we're sharing part of it with the kids and part of it with the church. So we're all about helping people learn about the, the, the real strength in building those strategic alliances. And I have found that you can build strategic alliances with people who are recruiters, staffing companies, um, for me, nonprofits and churches, um, and also with media entities. And I'll give you an example of that. There is a local um, magazine here in town that I get publicity for our WeCare partnerships teams, which is some of our collaboration teams, he allows me to write an article in his magazine every month that helps to promote what we're doing. So everything that you can do to build those win-win relationships and help to create the strategic alliances is a huge way to help bust through some of those roadblocks in business. Awesome. 
so Cheyenne, you, you've talked to me uh, about how you're helping, how you're serving, um, what, you can, what you can do to help um, small business and um, uh, survive, thrive. How can we, um, how can they find you? Should they need to, um, to, to, um, to get access to what you offer um, in order to help them along the business journey? Absolutely. Well, usually the easiest way is, you know, I know uh, if people are able to see the video of this, my name is on the screen. It's Cheyenne Kramer. Getting to me through LinkedIn is one of the simplest ways. Um, I love to connect with people on LinkedIn and get into some good messages and such on how we might be able to work together, help each other, um, but also CheyenneKramer.com, uh, especially if somebody's in business and they're feeling stuck. There's actually a free worksheet available to anybody who goes to CheyenneKramer.com and fills out the form on the front page. It's the Discover My Song worksheet. And that can help you to unlock something in your heart that needs to be integrated into your business. Uh-oh. That, that, <laughs> that is amazing. I wanna thank you again for being here. Um, I have learned a lot and I'm, I'm absolutely certain that my audience has really learned a lot from you and I can't wait for them to connect with you. Uh, so you. once again, I want to, um, I want to, uh, lost my train of thought, sorry about that. <laughs> I want to ask my audience, invite my audience to um, share this video, um, to um, comment, um, to subscribe to the Prism for School of Small Business, because that is our how um, we can um, broadcast, share the information we offer here to a wider audience. So once again, Cheyenne, thank you so much. Um, and to my audience, thank you for tuning in. Uh, to another uh, broadcast. And until I see you again in one week, please tune in uh, to the channel Wednesdays at 7 p.m. So until then, talk to you soon. Goodbye.